Happy Saturday and welcome to this edition of the Lead Off, heard here every Saturday on the Peak One Sports Network. I'm Ashton with Tony and Landon to get you ready for your sports weekend. What's going on, guys? Man, it feels like we haven't been in the studio in a decade. Yeah. Y'all were in Galveston. Uh, last week, I was sick. We were doing... It was a good week to be sick right before Thanksgiving. Everybody in our house, not all at the same time. It was you know, the kids are petri dishes. They just bring everything home. Uh, so one was sick one day. It was just like one quick one day quick turnaround. The next day, the next one was sick. My wife was sick, and then I was sick. It, uh, but really good timing because now coming up to Thanksgiving, we have my wife's Thanksgiving today, and then obviously we're going to Tennessee next week. Uh, so really, really good timing. Yeah. Not. Which, speaking of that, will be out next week. Yeah, obviously, Thanksgiving weekend anyways. Um, sure, everybody wants to be doing shopping that Saturday rather than listening to us, at least sleeping in for the long holiday weekend. Yeah. Uh, be sure to like this video, subscribe. Uh, if you like us, hit the like button. If you don't, hit it twice. Uh, we're climbing subscribers. We're going to have a new challenge coming up soon once we get closer. I, I don't know what we'll... Uh, Come up with some number. I don't know if a thousand's the the right number, but uh, we're ticking up in subscribers. Uh, this this episode is brought to you by Betalytics. Uh, don't bet with your gut. Use Betalytics. They have all the, uh, the, the AI programs set in stone. They have uh, algorithms, player props. They have everything figured out for you, at least the four major sports. So if you're going to be gambling, just use Betalytics. Use promo code PEAK1 for... 10% off when you sign up, or 25, ugh, 25% off when you, got too many sponsors now, 25% off, uh, 20% off, I don't 25% even, off, 25% yes. off, yes, 25% off, and then uh, another sponsor, Shank It Golf, uh, that one used promo code, 15% off, uh, cool golf apparel, you know, golf is fun, you should dress like it, uh, crazy wacky hats, you see this hat, Legalized Mulligans, one of their hats. Polos, gloves, all kinds of cool stuff go over there. Uh, the They've got some, like, super edgy stuff, too, that's like... Yeah. You, you you wouldn't want to ask your parents to buy you that for Christmas. No, this, this is definitely not what you would wear to, like, your church golf tournament. Yeah. But maybe if you go play, you know, foursome with your friends and you're playing drinking games and craziness like yeah. that, you make TikTok videos of you playing golf. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's for you. Go click that link down in the description box. Again, use code uh, promo code PEAK1 for 15% off your order. Uh, let's get started. Uh, news pretty much. I mean, it was breaking yesterday, but we probably knew about it Thursday. But uh, Joe Burrow to miss the rest of the regular season after tearing a, lig tearing a ligament in his wrist uh, after Thursday night football. Is it time to say he might be injury prone? I think it still might be early in his career, uh, but he has, I mean, even this season, you know, he started the season injured, uh, but he was still on the field, you know, still pushing through mm -hmm. most, for the most part. Um, I know his knee injury is rookie year. That's not really a injury prone type of injury. Like anybody's going to yeah. get hurt doing that, but you have, what was it? A calf injury. I mean, you have to think early in his career, I mean, he's still young in his career, but I mean, he's, he's been hit a lot. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think they've probably set records for sacks allowed in a game on him. Some of his first couple seasons in the league, and that's uh, why my Madden GM brain says never 
Never, unless you have that generational quarterback and you have to draft him, never take your court, build your team around. Like if you, you win one or two games, start drafting because you get this quarterback, which he may just be in a bad situation. We've seen so many, we'll say flop or bust when they just play for terrible teams. Um, but build your team first and then go get that quarterback. Um, but no, neither here nor there, but yeah, the first thing I thought though was, uh, all the fantasy owners. You know, when you have somebody like him who's a, I mean, I don't know, was he a top 10 quarterback? Would we say that right now in the league? Uh, I mean, he's uh, definitely, I mean, I, mean, I don't know his, about this. I don't same, know what is rostered. He's, I mean, surely he's rostered like 90, 95% in fantasy. I don't let one season really, like, I would still consider Josh Allen a top 10 quarterback, even though he's just having a terrible year. Yeah. Uh, you would have to see consistency when, um, in this situation. So I still, I still consider him a top 10. I own, own him in one of my leagues. Own him. That sounds so. I have him on my roster in one of my leagues. That's kind of like my secondary quarterback. Um, Thursday night was a rough night for me in fantasy because I had Mark Andrews also, yeah, as we I have talked Mark about. Mark Andrews as well. Uh, he went out. That was devastating. What do you have the injury report on him? He, he's, he's out for the season. Yeah. A, a pretty serious um, ankle injury. I mean, is it, I, I don't is know it, if it's too early to say. It's, I, I know it, it won't change because it's a money maker, but it's possibly Thursday night football coming back after five days to play, or I assume five days. I don't know. I, I guess they just played last Sunday. I don't know. Um, two major season-ending injuries. Yeah, I, I think for sure that's because ligament that can be something that stress over stress over a quick it's not like he had a freak injury a guy landed on his leg he broke his you know whatever and you're like well that has nothing to do with playing that can't football is definitely especially at the professional level different than most sports i mean you think about basketball that's a pretty rigorous sport and they're doing it day in and day out but they're also not taking full out contact yeah base, you know, so uh, baseball like hockey hockey and basketball so many games you're constantly moving. Like I know in, in high school, uh, our coach would joke around and you're like you, if when you were getting lazy or slow, it's like you just go play on the football team. You run for 15 seconds and you get a rest for 30 seconds, which obviously you know over exaggeration because you're getting hit. You're more physical. Yeah. Uh, you know, basketball I mean, people are literally teeing off on you in yeah. football, especially at the professional level. I mean, you're getting teed off on every single play. I I, I think I don't like it. You know, I think the even the times when you have Thanksgiving Day, which I love Thanksgiving Day games. That's like a one-off, those, though. But the one-offs, but it's such a short turnaround anyways. There's always weird things that these teams have to deal with as far as load management. And, you know, how do they – What if, if they play on Sunday, then they play on Thursday, and then a lot of times you see them play again on that next Thursday is, is a pretty yeah. common thing. But just because of the spacing, you know, these, these London games, and we've talked about that before too, but – it really it puts these teams in a predicament when they're trying to load manage players as far they, as not overuse and not overwork, which you said. I mean, they, it's something the NFL is looking into because Joe Burrow wasn't on the injury report, but he was obviously dealing with something before the game, which, you know, after five days. I mean, they're dealing with so much as, you know, when they talk about, hey, we're playing, um, we're going playing Monday night and then playing Sunday night, and they talk about, hey, it throws your whole week off just from that one day because, I mean, normally Monday is an off day anyways, but you still have to have that off day. And then Tuesdays, you know, this day, and it throws your schedule on. Now, 
take away three days at three days one two Sunday so yeah three days away from that or Thursday's your game day you have to have your off day on Monday so you're really just having two days and, and I know the other team has to prepare uh, the same way and then possibly I mean, one of the teams has to travel if not both so you have a travel day you know mixed in there in between so not only do you not have your you know your normal um, your normal rest your normal game planning it just throws everything off and when you're um, game planning for this and you, that's why we see a lot of sloppy matchups on Thursday night football uh, not because they're bad matchups it's just because they don't have the same time to game plan either mm-hmm. team and then obviously you know and to recover from their ailments yeah and not even yeah exactly not even like if they get injured I mean if you've never played football before I mean forget high school just college and professional um you're sore the next day. Mm-hmm. If you get hit, that's like a mini car wreck. That's how many you go through. So if you running backs go through 30 of those a game, yeah. Uh, anytime you're any, any, I mean, maybe besides kickers and punters, maybe receivers get the less brute of it, depending on how many times they get tackled, how many times they get targeted. Uh, but quarterback for sure is, is getting hit a lot. And, uh, between travel and and you know obviously when they practice they don't really tackle her. And I'm completely on board with not having these Thursday night games. Is As a fan, me, it's though? fun, but is it it's... just me when you watch it on Prime that the screen is dark? Is that just me? Is it just my TV that that it's not as well, bright? Honestly, and I can't. <clears throat> I used to watch it. I haven't watched a Thursday night game this season. I watch this Thursdays if the Cowboys so, aren't on it. For the most part, I watch the game, but yeah. I just I turn it on and it so looks so dull and dark. Like I don't know what it is with Prime and their broadcast. I want to say because it's streaming, but I well, I have I YouTube TV over, and yeah, that's I, I mean YouTube TV to me. Oh, it's is exactly the same. It's it, it's streaming. That's exactly yeah, what it the is. Picture's great. The quality's great. Yeah, it's, maybe it's just me. But back to the injuries. I mean, this year's been a, a weird year for injuries. You know, Justin maybe Jefferson's six, been out. Six starting quarterbacks are yeah. out for the season. Yeah. Well. If you count Aaron Rodgers, he says he's going to be back in December. Well, yeah, I, don't I don't know about that. that. I don't know. If he does, there's going to be a lot of people trying some weird ass. Whatever he's doing. Yeah, whatever. Going on retreats and yeah. tripping balls Sitting or whatever. In a dark closet by yourself for a day. Yeah, if he comes back in December from a, a torn Achilles, I mean, that's – he's going to – I mean, he is ahead of schedule. He's, in he's a, already he was, walking without crutches. Yeah, I mean, he was in a walking boot fast. He was – um, and I think the timetable he's saying he's going to come back, that's actually a time that he could be released to train and condition. Yeah. But I, I would be very – I mean, we're talking about the NFL. These – the top athletes in the world playing. Yeah. Uh, like, Wat- I just – I don't – Watson's out. Kirk Cousins is out. Obviously, Joe Burrow is out. Kirk Cousins being out might have helped them better. Yeah, I think they got a better quarterback. Played better with Josh Dobbs. So Josh Dobbs started the season on the Browns. So the Browns might be, I mean, hindsight's 2020, but the Browns might be like, dang, we had him. And now yeah. who's their starting quarterback now? They, they might've thrown, not to overhype Josh Dobbs, but he's been doing a solid job. And I, and I think the Vikings might make the playoffs because of him. I don't know if they can do anything. You know, because they have a decent team. You know, he's one of these late bloomers. I think was he drafted by the Steelers by Pittsburgh? Yeah, no, he's, he's Jags. He's played for Jacksonville. He's played for Pittsburgh. He's played. I think he was drafted out of college to Pittsburgh. Yeah, he played in like three or four different teams last season, and he's obviously been on three teams. I mean, he's this been season. in the league for a few years now. 
Yeah. I mean, he's Tennessee. from a University of Tennessee quarterback. Um, I've actually been following him quite quite a while since it's the University of Tennessee days. I mean, he looked, he was really looked well good in college. He looked like he, he was the quarterback when they upset um, Bama, I think, a couple years ago. Hooker, well, that was last year when that was him Hooker. Or, yeah, no, but I think it was like but a yeah, they've done years a couple ago that they times, beat Bama yeah. with him. Because uh, Hooker was right after yeah, him, Dobbs. I think so. Yeah, I mean, he's he's proven that you just stay in the league and you just consistently be a good backup. He's, he he looks he's like he's a starting like a, quarterback. He I mean, looks kind of like... When he faced the Cowboys uh, this year... At, when he was and even last year, they beat him last year against the Titans, but they, you know, he obviously, you know, they struggled a little bit. But he's kind of had that Fitz Magic vibe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's a, an actual uh, rocket scientist. Yeah, yeah, he's he he went. I think he has his masters. Yeah, going after his doctorate or something like that. It's yeah, like aerospace. He's like an aerospace yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe that comes into play, like just being smarter I mean, just than being smart. Yeah, being able to process data. Um, jumping over to, to baseball, a lot of awards. I don't know if I like the way they're doing awards. I don't remember it being like this. Maybe it, it has, but like every day they're announcing something different awards. Um, but Shohei Otani wins AL MVP, obviously Acuna Jr. NL, no big surprise there. We thought maybe there might be an upset in AL because Otani just w- was injured and missed a lot of the season. And, and this is part. only supposed to be based on regular season even though they wait until yeah i know your mind your mind kind of runs because you're like well if you if you count the playoffs seager has a lot better shot than he did came in second and simeon came in third in the voting and can you imagine if otani is a ranger next year the top three uh of course won't pitch till 2025 is is rumored to be i mean i don't know where he fits in this I mean, he's, he's a, playing in the field, fitting in this lineup. But. DH. DH, yeah. and then they have that opportunity as a decent backup outfielder because outfield, I think they're good for the next 10 years. They're like, outside of Otani, there's no free agent they should target in the outfield because you have Evan Carter, Garcia, uh, Tavares, and then you have Langford in waiting who will probably come up at some point this year. And I think having that fifth outfielder, for just random injury or just random rest days who at his level, like I'm not going to say he's an all-star right fielder. He's an all-star player, but he's a very, very capable, probably your one of your best backup outfielders. Yeah. I I don't even know. Can he play out? Like I don't know when with Tommy John surgery, obviously he can't pitch, but like, what are his limitations playing in the outfield? Is it like, Okay, if it's a close play, just don't don't try to gun him down from the outfield. I know Otani's not really you, that kind. I don't of, think no. you put him in the field at all unless he's fully released. I don't I, mean, yeah, you saw Harper came back. You know, he transitioned he's to first, first base, base full time now. Yeah, so yeah, you. I mean, because you don't need him, because your outfield's set fine. I mean, I know you're paying a lot of money. Future when he. If but you're talking, talking, yeah, you're talking about the future of being a pitcher. But if he is a pitcher, but if he is, it can't play right field. That's a situation you can put. Uh, Garcia as the DH. They can alternate DH spot yeah. and playing right. But field. just throwing Otani into that lineup, yeah. I don't even I mean, know. Even Obviously, Otani would probably bat third. When a team who, comes who off knows? of a, when a team comes off of a World Series, when every all the big free agent names start getting, you know, 
And it's weird. The Rangers, I mean, obviously they just won the championship, so they're going to be rumored for everyone, and probably rightfully so. Every team, every player is like, sure, I'll go play for the Rangers. Like, that's if we get things right, I'll consider them. But it's weird that the Rangers are a weird franchise where they're always kind of getting rumored to have big stars, and then it never really pans out. And I'm going to say never. Obviously, it's Simeon and Seager. Kershaw's rumored here. I don't know if you really want him. I mean, personally, I think he's washed up. I don't think he's he's he's, he's not the guy. really old and he's gonna want money and, and they're gonna I mean they're gonna get uh, you know they they've had Snell rumored I mean there's like every top pitcher uh, they've I mean, rumored about, to come to the Rangers um, the the pitcher's pitching in Japan now oh yeah I can't oh um, I, I'm not even gonna try I've been trying to practice no clue no, um, no 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 no, no. Come here. I'm talking about the Oh, the, the American one? Yeah. Oh, Bauer? Bauer. Yeah. Oh, oh Trevor yeah, Bauer. Okay, Trevor Bauer. Yeah, you say that. He, and it he, makes me sorry. think of the old he's Trevor been, Bauer. He, he had a, he's been pl- pitching well. Uh, I mean, is that a possibility that you bring I think in? there's so many options, he's, and then the Rangers obviously will. Rangers will obviously. Um, I think they should target at least one of these top prospect, top name pitchers. I think that helps. I mean, you saw with this pitching staff, they, they did what they had to do. Was that managing? Probably so. How you manage these guys, how you coach them up yeah. to come into these situations. So you know you can do it with, I mean, possibly the weakest bullpen, at least in the playoffs, yeah. you know, as a, for a playoff team, and they, they get the job done. So I think a few missing pieces here. And I, I mean, think what you about sign, Rome? When does he uh, come back? Best season? case, August. So, so I think you're just thinking get him rehabbing. Game. To the playoffs, which they didn't have him at most all season last year. No, so. and that's why I mean we get to it later about I mean a different show about buying a championship where like really you bought Degrom but Degrom didn't help you whatsoever in this yeah. in this championship. I mean it was definitely a race with the offense. And yeah, do other teams mimic that. Do other teams think let's just stack? Of course, I mean it's not the Rangers stacked. Yeah, they brought in Simeon and and Seager, Seager but. Other than that, these are pro- this is a prospect team. They built this team, um, pretty much. I mean, all I mean, not necessarily just just through their farm system, but a lot of trades, yeah, trades and, and just development. I mean, I mean, they the Mets, the Mets last season, season, last off season, spent the most ever. Yeah, and I mean, I know injuries played a part in that, but they didn't even make the playoffs. Uh, Yankees and Dodgers do it all the time. Though the top, <coughs> the top five spending teams outside of the Rangers, I think the Rangers were fifth, <coughs> but all the five top spending teams. Outside of the Rangers, nobody made the playoffs. You saw what happened in San Diego. Yeah, um, it's not just buying; it's you have to make it work. Yeah, um, but you know we we could talk about that at a different time. But the Rangers, uh, I think there's so many options. I think they're going to go out and get a blockbuster signing uh, for a starting pitcher for, for Texas to do. I mean, considering I mean you just won the World Series and you have a pretty big window, at least I mean, three-year window. All of Texas. I mean, you're talking about all the Dallas teams, the Cowboys, the Mavericks, the the Rangers. I mean, the Stars. I guess stars, stars. Stars are favored. I mean, favorites to make the Stanley Cup Finals. You're Mavericks talking about will teams see. that don't go get blockbusters. We don't bring in these top free agents. These stars don't come here. I think we're seeing something different though, uh, because of the Rangers that they they haven't been successful at the new stadium, and before it it was. A downgrade to come, a downside to play, come play in Texas with the heat, yeah. Especially pitchers, 
Um, and now you see that change because you have a stadium, and now obviously competing, you have a championship. And you can tell this is a fun team. I mean, these guys truly are having fun. Uh, that's sta- credit to Bruce Bochy. Yeah, no, obviously, and Bruce Bochy's already said he's going to come back. I don't know what his long-term plan is, if he's just like year by year, like he could retire after next season uh, or what the deal is. I don't know. I don't think he has that plan. I was surprised when they announced he was coming back. Not that because he was coming back, but I was like, I didn't know that was even on the table. I thought he was going to be here for a few years, but uh, we'll see. Obviously not take that for granted. Uh, Odd stat, really, really weird stat and kind of embarrassing saying in the AL West, because Otani just won his second straight MVP. You obviously have Trout won a couple of MVPs. The Angels have five more MVPs than playoff wins in the last 10 years. Five more playoff. Five, five more, more MVP, MVP awards than playoff play. wins in the last 10 years. So maybe we don't want MVPs here. Yeah, I don't know how many MVPs you have. A, four MVPs for the Rangers. Josh Hamilton, Juan Gonzalez won a couple. Uh, Pudge won one. Pudge, and like Royce Clayton. Alex, Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez. Okay, so we've had, had a few. Um, and then Josh Hamilton's really the only, I guess, Juan Gonzalez won when they were winning in the 90s. Uh, but obviously, A-Rod, they, they didn't win. They didn't do it. I think they finished in last place most of those years. Uh, but yeah, Otani winning. And that that's what people have a deal with of MVP should be on a winning team. I don't know if you want to, you know, get down to it in most valuable player then you i mean obviously it's not really the most valuable player it's the best player because then you have to talk about well how much do they cost how much their you know production but um yeah i mean obviously his production even in losing games superseded yeah there's no way you couldn't even with an injury there's no way you couldn't give him that's if it's only based on regular season stats which apparently it is yes if you Take into account, which then I know it's uh, it's un, it's biased then because not everyone is in the playoffs. If you look at playoffs, I mean you got a, a huge argument for Seager, and, and that's that's you know, weird. That why that's, that's weird? Why that why they wait till the end? Because you know, like NFL, they have it on their their awards night before the Super Bowl or the weekend of the Pro Bowl. I think um, that's weird that they wait even so long. It's been a couple of weeks after mm-hmm. the World Series, and that's like in our mind. I mean, but I don't know. Have these votes already been placed? Like, did they already vote and they just wait to announce it? Because even the baseball writers who vote for this have to have some bias in their head. It's like sitting in court and they, the judge says, jury, disregard what they do. Like, you can't disregard what they just said. It's like, I, at least maybe I should never be in a jury trial because I, I'd be a juror in a trial because like that's, I can't just disregard what Corey Seager did. Of course, Corey Seager played in big moments uh his team his team you know rightfully so his team put him in 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 big moments he was a big part of that as well and it's easy to uh to see somebody who hit what five or six home runs during the span of the playoffs really big home runs especially in the world series the timing of them the timing of the home runs that and then um but then at the same point then if you're gonna go with that argument you would have to probably knock Simeon out of that he had one of the you know, his probably best career regular season mm-hmm. <clears throat> with a terrible uh, with a terrible postseason except for game 
five, maybe game four. Like, I mean, although he had like an eight game hitting streak within all that, but he he was hitting under two hundred most of the time until you know he hit the final home run. Which I think is a is really important to look at that. We look at you know the that that batting average sometimes can be a lie. You look at that and he's like, oh, he's only hitting two hundred. And Evan Carter yeah, was hitting was 400 like, at some point, but it's very limited, but, yeah. But you're looking at it and saying, well, but he had a nine-game hitting streak. Well, you think if he's on a nine or whatever it was, if he's got a, on a hitting streak, how's he only batting two? Like, going like, like he gets one, one hit and that's hit, but it. But that's yeah. all you need to get. Like, But you don't – you. Well, well the first taking into account when this guy bla- – I mean, this guy – it's not like he was sitting there striking out and missing. He was blasting baseballs. Yeah, I mean, he was. They were just getting a lot. Though. They were getting caught. I mean, he. But he a was lot hitting it, balls. I mean, he his was striking his out deal. Really, his deal was coming up, and like, like he was popping, popping it up a lot. Like that was like he was stuck in that, in that deal. But I guess like the first few games in Tampa, maybe in Baltimore, he just didn't get any hits. That's just where that that stat line of a batting average really does throw you off. Well, in Houston, he went zero for five two games in a row. So you're you don't normally get like he doesn't get five more chances in that series to make that up. Yeah, he's over ten. Yeah, yeah. Like in that nine game hitting streak, eight game, but that, seven but game, whatever so it was, he's probably hitting three hundred. You know, especially for young young players, it's so important not to chase that batting average and not your parents. Oh yeah, yeah. He's and now yeah, now batting him. average is slightly is, less important. You're looking at OPS, yeah, and slugging percentage analytics. now. But the thing is, is the number one stat that should be kept wins and losses. Yeah. What did you do to help your team win? And and that stat right there tells you, like, Simeon was not a small part to this. You know, he might have had one of the worst averages in this lineup in the playoffs, but he was one of the biggest so, parts to it. It's all about. I think the it was in Houston, and it was low that did it. But it was like that fifteen pitch at bat. It was kind of like just opened up the game, and then he ended up singling, maybe even a double. But just because he made him, because it was it started off the beginning where he got a hit, and then a home run, and then a hit, and another home run. Um, I think it was against Houston, might have against Baltimore, but it just completely changed the game. It's stuff like that, um, like putting the ball into play, like just making him pitch. I think it's like five a five pitch at bat is kind of like a draw, like whether you get a hit or not. Like if you if you're gonna strike out or get out, whatever. A pitcher's fine, okay, if we give five pitches. The batter's, in his mind, if I'm not going to get a hit, at least make him throw five pitches. And that's kind of your draw. Anything over five, the batter wins regardless. Uh, and then obviously, and then that's why that's why Simeon, and even Seager to an extent, um, was an issue because they – not an issue because, you know, they would have a lot of first pitch hits. And even Seager, that big home run in the ALCS – was on the first pitch, but they're hitting, they're trying to get out of that slump. Both of them had a slump most of the playoffs where they're swinging at that first pitch. And then when you, it's terrible when you pop out of that first pitch or second pitch because now it's a double whammy. You you didn't get on base, but you just bailed the pitcher out and now he only has two, two pitches on his ledger. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's, what are we talking about? Acuna, uh, too. Acuna. Um, I mean, what do you what, have? A devastating injury, 2021. Did he have like a torn ACL in 2021? Yeah, he tore his ACL. And then he goes to, yeah, I don't know how many, first player ever with the amount of hits, stolen bases, uh, and home runs. Yeah. Or, I mean, home runs and stolen bases. I mean, but he, that guy really is a freak. They, and to come back from that injury and become, come back. The first, first time ever you had both AL and NL MVPs unanimous. 
Uh, and rightfully so. Oh, I mean, yeah. I can't. I, you, you can, can't. I don't think you can discredit either of them, honestly. You can say Seeger because on. of the because of the history, uh, because of the the World Series run. Obviously, you're not supposed to. Uh, but it was kind of like Judge because he made history last year. You had to give him the MVP, or you're, you're supposed to give him the MVP. Uh, Otani because of what he did pitching, like basically being two players. To, um, he was, you know, he kept getting injured and didn't pitch a whole lot, but his pitching numbers were solid. But you put like put Corey Seager up to to pitch. Like probably not. Like I don't know if Corey Seager's ever pitched, but you're not getting the same numbers as Otani was getting. Any MVP yeah. candidate, and then on top of that, he was just leading the league in home runs most of the um, season. And then Acuna just doing what he was doing. It was so three thirty seven, forty one home runs, hundred and six RBIs. Over a one OPS, seventy three stolen bases. Seventy three stolen only bases. caught stealing fourteen times. Seventy three stolen He's bases. An aggressive runner and man, that guy can move. Eight. He had an eight point one WAR with a f- four point one nine slugging, or uh, no five point point five nine six slugging. Yeah, I mean that's those are MVP stats. He did that one more time, one other time, and that was in twenty twenty one. That was the shortened season. It was the last time he slugged that high, and it's the exact same. So you, know, you and you kind Seager, of throw that note. And Seeger really got yeah. his MVP by getting the World Series MVP. I mean that two time. Uh, I think MVP needs to be changed. The name of. I yeah. don't think it should be most valuable player. I think it should be most valued player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because if you're thinking about the most valuable player, it's a team that makes the playoffs. It's the best player on the team that makes the playoffs. Yeah, and then you technically throw in that word value, which yeah. we we all get. It's it's the best player. It, when it's the most valued player, it's okay. Whoever that's and who once Otani comes yeah, back, yeah, you're right. Because I mean, even if Otani doesn't get hurt, that team's still not making the playoffs. If so, they, is he really how valuable? Really, was he? If you're using yeah, that term, you take him out, they and, still suck. Yeah, and if you pay Otani fifty million dollars a year, which he's probably going to get paid. And in 2025, when he pitches again, if he's any, like, if he's just a normal pitcher, like, don't even say an all-star pitcher. If he's a normal pitcher and then hitting 40 home runs, like, he's by default the most valuable player because he's getting paid $50 million, but he has, you know, he he's playing for two, you know, probably he's a $20 million. He's probably a $20 million pitcher. Yeah. Um, which he's been more than that. I'm just downgrading him a little bit with injury. If he pitches, let's say he's not what he was, but he's a $20 million pitcher Especially his first and then bad. a 40, $50 million hitter. Uh, that, and, and that's why like, I, I don't care paying whatever, like if they, if the Rangers get him for 60 million, like, damn, that's a lot. But, but in the Rangers eyes and ownership size, and I think what they were just talking like, and I heard this about Seager and Simeon, the money they spent on them. That that money's been, they've made their money back. They weren't sure they would, but With they Ota- did through the World Series and through the um, marketing and like Otani off the field, you're going to get Otani. You're going to make your there money were, back there was a number year. saying Otani would really cost about seventeen million a year because you're making money with jersey sales and all kinds of stuff. And Otani's yeah. already making more money. Like his, if he made fifty million dollars a year, that wouldn't be as much as he's making off the field anyway. I mean, so Otani's money's a not global star. Yeah, yeah you you take all the money that the Rangers made this year from just making the playoffs. Like, yeah, you, you take the money they made 
when we they saw got those, announced those lines the in the ALCS card. and World Series. I mean, how many how many dollars do they make off per shirt? Like you just said, how much money yeah. they made just on apparel? Like I walked in and spent almost two hundred dollars after the ALCS, Twice. over two hundred dollars. Yeah, World so, Series, and, and I yeah. don't, I don't really spend, like I'll have a jersey, a hat, and that'll last me a while. Man, I have two shirts in there, two hats. Uh, just bought another jersey. And, and I don't even spend that much. I don't consider myself spending much on apparel. Like everybody who spent that money, they made yeah. that money back. And, and the Rangers unofficially, but the Rangers were prepared to not be outbid when trading for Otani. Like they were, they, they made the decision again, unofficially that we weren't going to be, we weren't going to be um, outbid trade wise with prospect we were going to get him if that were the case yeah. uh but he never came to market now if they have that mindset that's good if you're wanting to get him but if they have that mindset they were planning on uh you would think resigning him why would you just out no matter what i'm gonna bid outbid whoever for one run because they i don't think that, i mean they won the world series i don't think they were thinking that but this team wasn't isn't a one and done team i mean this is a long-term team i mean they really this team's not going to look drastically different outside of whatever stars you sign in free agency this year this team's not going to look drastically different this lineup will basically be the same except you're going to have a guy like well it's going to look the same as their playoff lineup did you know you're going to have a guy like evan carter's going to be an everyday guy now he proves that and and you have i mean i i don't know where they're you know with kumar rocker and Lider. pitching, yeah, lighters. I don't know how close they are. I don't think they have to worry about that right now. They have an overabundance of pitching, even though Scherzer, who knows how good he is, Degrom, who knows? They're probably going to go out and get another one. Maybe Montgomery stays. I don't. I don't know their mindset and budget where we'll get Montgomery and Snell or whatever. I, I have no clue. Maybe that changes if they don't get Otani. Those Otani sign before all these other players. Um, it doesn't seem like they're done spending. Uh, they have a window right now, whether you go out and buy it. Like, if they don't make any big moves, I mean, I still think they have a good chance. I mean, they made a, a crazy run. They're not going to be fa- – they're, they're, Vegas has them second right now, and I, I'm assuming Vegas thinks they're going to do stuff in the offseason. But they're still going to be contenders if they don't – if they sign, make, yeah. re-sign Montgomery and they keep relatively the same roster, which we know they're not, and decide we're going to fix the bullpen in uh, with the trade deadline. But I think they're going to go out and they're going to be favored in the AL West next year because I think they're going to make some moves. I don't know what Houston's going to do. They might make some moves too. Uh, but they're going to be Houston's favored. A lot, it's kind of on the downslide. They're, they've got a lot of free agents that will be – I don't know if they lose a lot this year, but I think next year. Uh, I think you're going to see it. Altuve, those guys it just depends what Houston – because Houston's out. had a good run um, over the last seven, yeah. eight years with a couple of World Series wins, uh, another World Series – they go four times or three times. I know they lost to Washington. I think they just went three times, <clears throat> but they went from the worst and they built up through their farm system, signed key free agents at the right time, made the trades, went on a run this year <clears throat> where they have a decent farm system, but they gave up a lot to get Verlander uh, back in there where they might see what happens this year, maybe make a big run at it this year. And I, I don't know. They may, they may blow it all up or they may, you know, keep retooling yeah. and going. I think the big thing with Otani's like, it's not like Mike Trout. Like, 
if you're bidding on Mike Trout, you're bidding on the player himself. With Otani, you're bidding on a whole other market on the other side of the world. You're bidding on Japan's going to start playing your games now because they have their guy now yeah, in right. your team. Like you're 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 like you have to think about the market that you're going to get. Where like when you go to Japan and China, all you see is like baseball wise, really is Shohei Otani stuff, Dodgers stuff. And the Rangers got a little bit of that when they signed you, Darvish. Yeah. I think that helps them that they see the value there. Uh, but they also saw that it works. And I'm sure, I mean, Darvish publicly says he loved it here uh, at the time. And, and you know, I mean, they just amenities have, were good for him. And Yeah, I mean, they just didn't really have the competitive teams that really warranted. Yeah, you, Darvish, came in near the end. I mean, they were competitive in I mean, 2012, 2013. We say not competitive. But we're making the playoffs. We're just getting knocked out by the Blue Jays. Every and you year. were making yeah. playoff runs. I mean, I mean, you were in there from 2010 warrant... to 2016. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't going to warrant you to re-sign Darvish, which is why. No, 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 no. Because you, Darvish, wasn't. They knew that for the money, it wasn't going to work out. And they traded him. And, yeah. Um, it, it didn't work out. But you did. Which The Rangers made the right decision there. As in the Angels did not trade Otani. And now. Yeah. You see what? In fact, they traded away to get a lot back. Yeah, uh, to make a run, and it just it just didn't work. I think it was too little, too late for them because we're talking about five more MVPs and playoff wins, and we've already talked about Trout not um, not having that opportunity in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and Otani figures out he's going to do uh, Trout decide to sign. I don't know if Trout's going to be yeah, traded or what the deal is of the Angels ownership. And that's this situation. I mean, what? I mean, even they've even gone. They the went out and got. I think would have made a completely different. Deal. Like, why would you not trade Otani? Because your team isn't. Your team's not built to it, keep Otani around. The same thing we talked about this. You Darvish. You're like, you're gonna let him go. At least try to get something back. Some yeah. prospects. Something. You have a huge name player. You can get because it's not enough like people the, to rebuild your team, and you can go like make the, the next year. Yeah. It's not like the A's because the Angels showed a history of doing something. They went. And, got Josh Hamilton and Albert Pujols uh, in that run. It looked like they were a pretty decent team. Uh, I think that was very early in Trout's career. Uh, so it's, I don't know. I don't know what they were. I, I, I'd be interested in going back and looking where they sit uh, payroll-wise. Because they look like the team. They're not a small market team in, in, in any sense. They're, you know, Los Angeles, even if it's just I mean, Anaheim. Second tier team to the Dodgers in Los Angeles but yeah but the, I mean they're still in the market like obviously you go to LA you're not seeing it's the, they're like the Chargers they're like the Clippers that that I think that's the story we need or we need yeah. to do research on the talk about teams. out of the Clippers the just in LA the second because yeah. LA is not a big obviously they're a big sports market but outside of the Lakers they there's not a lot of you know they have issues filling the stadium for the ramps, even yeah. for the for USC and UCLA. Um, gosh, we're just going on different tangents here. But as some teams, like you can even throw UCLA as a secondary team because yeah. I I consider them uh, a pretty good power football school. Yeah. Uh, speaking of college football, uh, landing get ready to play. It'd be clip one. Um, there's obviously issues with sign stealing, which we'll get get in a little bit. I know it brought up this uh, question interview with Steve Sarkeesian, the Longhorns head coach, about uh, communicating uh, 
helmets radio. Go ahead and mute and then play. Would you like to see uh, helmet radios? Uh, yes. Yes, please. please. Okay. In college Everybody football. write an article about why doesn't college football have coach-to-player communication so I don't have to deal with sign stealing and and um, I spend half my week, you know, changing signals and signs rather than coaching the game of football. There's no shortage of money in college football, clearly. So that whole idea that that it's a competitive disadvantage for those that, that, that can't do it or that stadiums don't aren't equipped to to have that that type of technology. Uh, I don't buy it every time I turn on anything late at night and we're talking about college football. If not the first topic, the second topic is we're talking about sign stealing. And our game is way too good. There's too many good stories going on right now in college football that that's at the forefront of what we're doing. So obviously, like, he couldn't even get the question out before Sark was like, yes, oh, yeah. please. Uh, and, and I agree with him. Um, and we've heard this before, too. <clears throat> this isn't the first time that coaches have publicly come out now why this can't get voted across i don't know i i agree that if you can't have it across the board it would put up uh it would put up a competitive disadvantage obviously pro i mean more than likely for the team that's already already competitive yeah competitively um at an advantage because you're talking about money there and, and i agree that i there's so much money in college football and I know not every college is making a ton of money, but even teams, at least in division one who aren't doing great are still making money to this. And then if it's, if it's a situation where everybody has it or nobody has it, I mean, obviously Texas and Alabama and all these big schools already have that capability yeah. and already have the money just as the NCA, just pay for the other one. Like just make it a division one thing. Oh, there's plenty of money in NCAA to make this. I mean, We've been inside these high school stadiums with our Friday night football. Yeah. I think even a high school stadium is probably equipped for something like this. So like, what is the big deal? So Texas high school football, football, the UIL, it's they don't have it because they're following the rules of the NCA, which makes yeah. sense because you don't want to have your but <clears> your star quarterback. We've at, seen the technology in these stadiums. Like it's, it's there. not that big of a deal to, to add. And this and in. comparing like you're saying high I mean, Texas high school football compared to uh, Delaware College Football, you know, the stadiums, you know, yeah. attend, uh, uh, capacity-wise may be pretty similar, uh, but a lot nicer. But the reason they don't have, you know, they follow the college rules is because you don't want uh, your star quarterback at South Lake Carroll, Allen, Alito, these wealthier schools to already have that technology. This is how we're communicating. And then they go to a school that doesn't have that. And then you're like, that, that kind of sets that kid back and a disadvantage now he has to learn obviously well, playing with be better competition he's got to learn something different so um, what is the technology that they don't have that is setting holding them back from using um i i don't know the equipment i know uh i've heard part of of it when they, you know they were having issues all away teams always had issues against the patriots in new england where hey our headsets aren't working in critical times um Honestly, I mean, I'm not an engineer. I don't know what the – it's just setting your school. It probably 30 grand. I, I don't know. Something like you set up uh, responders and tennis, I have no clue. But uh, – and I don't know how much it would cost. I understand that in high school. But I think most high schools – I think so our local high school here whose team is not very good, 
I think they have the technology and they probably have the money, but we've there's seen no reason though that college football can't afford to do this. Like there's some there's more money in college football than there is in the NFL, I in mean, the NBA, in the, like there is so much money here. There's so many boosters. Why can't they put in a collective fund? I mean, for God's sakes, the NCAA themselves are making so much money off these kids. They could afford to go in yeah. to each stadium and put this in. Yeah, you're going to have the smaller schools that probably couldn't afford that. Why don't we put into one fund and let's do it across the board. Let's get all college football, this technology, and make sure. I mean, I agree with it. I think you're going to get mean, a better game. I mean, you know, Texas A&M is spending $90 million to get rid of it. Yeah, I don't know if for we their, can throw extra. I, I know that's I a bad, that's a, that's a bad, that's a bad example because A&M has, you know, probably a You know what's funny, though, is they got like a $90,000 check and they presented it at halftime of that game. And then they used that check probably to buy them off. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, that's where like, that money. That's where the they, money comes they got from. Like boosters, a, a free yeah. like twenty. That, million. That's where all the money comes from is boosters. You're talking. I mean, obviously, they money have ticket sales and apparel yeah. and crap. I mean, obviously, they're not giving it to the. I mean, what? The players. Hundred and five thousand people at that Mississippi State game. They know. They're not worth how much. Money how right much? Now. What's the cheapest ticket? You probably find like a fifty dollars standing room ticket. Yeah, you're sitting at the top. Depending of on which field. game it is. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're. Let's just say that's a cheap. Forget the five thousand dollars fifty yard line front row. So hundred thousand times fifty, you know, you're talking is that five million dollars times yeah, five, something like five million dollars just in ticket sales. Um, no, they and again that's a And M, and we're not talking about you know if they they flip this tomorrow and they said there's rule schools have to do it. No team in the Big Twelve and the SEC and the whatever left of the Pac twelve, the Big Ten, whatever, they're not going to have any issue. Uh, and I think you make it a Division One rule. Yeah, I mean for sure none of the Power Five. You know, I mean, you might even get, throw in like the Big East in there. Like, I doubt, oh, yeah. I doubt they're gonna not. No, I think they've got it. Honestly, yeah. I don't, I don't major. know. I, I've, I'm just spitballing completely random number. I'm thinking thirty, forty thousand is how much it would cost mm. to equip your stadium, which is probably already equipped in one sense or another. I don't know the technology, but if you have, uh, if you have it set up where you have cameras that are set up and mics and everything I mean, else for a TV you broadcast, already, you already have, but you already have the technology. From the coaches to the booth, you're only talking about making this connection and giving a one. And what is it? What is it? The same as the NFL? A helmet. One, one, the quarterback and one player on the defense. Yeah. And I don't even know if they would do that. They would. I don't even think it has to be the quarterback. I think it's just one person on yeah, offense. One well, yeah, but obviously they're talking about the quarterback. All you have to do is make that connection, and you're talking about. Uh, he made a great point, and this is why he jumped to it so quickly about sign stealing, and that's why people want to bring you know say it's not a big deal they you know they're just they're not doing anything illegal it's just kind of around you know and obviously texas who's not hasn't played michigan i know they have they're playing them coming up i think next year they have a, a, a schedule rotating but they haven't been a they haven't been playing these teams and then all the and starks uh, sark's like yeah you let's do it well lucky we don't need to sign steal he spends too much time in his week just changing up all of his signs and his signals because they have. And he's to. not actually coaching these guys up. Yeah, exactly. That's he's spending a lot of time, and I think you get you you get a better game because these guys can spend more time actually coaching. And you know, going to that that deal, uh, it's Michigan's getting a little closer. Like I think it's becoming more real. I'm surprised it's it's happening this quickly. I was thinking three years down the road they might, and that it might be like a. Penn State type thing, like we're vacating these wins or whatever. Yeah, obviously, um, 
coach, obviously the coach has been suspended a few games by the Big Ten, not even by the NCAA. It's kind of like we're just going to do it real quick, thinking that that's when you that's when you do yourself your self discipline. You're like, hopefully that's enough, and we're not, you know, because the Big Ten doesn't want Michigan uh, suffering any, and unfortunately for NCAA or for all of college football. Michigan's might be the best team, uh, you know, regardless of side sling. I don't know. They're a very talented team, and they, without it, they're one of the best teams. They're ranked third in the playoff. Maybe I think they're third in the playoff. Find Georgia and Ohio, Ohio State. And I think what college football wants more than anything is just let Michigan lose or let Ohio State beat Michigan. Like, let's not have to worry about this. So I think they're trying to ex- expedite the whole process. For that reason, so they don't have a tainted college football playoff. Yeah. Because uh, now it was just kind of, you know, we knew something was going on, but what to what extent? But again, and we sign stealing. I mean, it's public. It's not like you're literally st- like these signs are public. Anybody can see the signs. We, yeah, we talked about it a few. Just cracking the was code. a few few you're episodes ago. Code. Is where's the line? It's what kind what level of effort do you put into it? We talked about the Astros of Michigan. I mean, by it's, rule, did they break? I don't know. Uh, obviously, they had a an employee, maybe multiple employees, go to future opponents' games um, with the camera and and film their. their I, I don't know what but role it just breaks. like we heard in this interview with Texas, like he's saying we change our signs every week. I mean, is that yeah. not the same across college football? I mean, I would just think it is. Did they change their signs every week before this came out? Um, well, I mean, the NCAA they... has obtained has let Michigan know they've obtained evidence that a Michigan booster helped f- helps fund the impermissible sign stealing operation I mean, from former me, Michigan just, staff members. That's just scouting. That's just part yeah, I of mean, scouting, right? So if so, now if you send a guy to go film the game to get film on them, filming, and he is filming, he is filming the game, and I the think... sideline is in the background. And you can see all the stuff. I think you should have been illegal. a little. I think because this wasn't you such like, a big you deal. Have to the, blur out the sideline. I think. I think at the time because this isn't ridiculous. a big deal it that we haven't. Ridiculous. I think we haven't had this on the forefront of. There's probably not a rule because it hasn't been an issue before, and maybe the guy was a little too I obvious can't with it. That this it, hasn't been a thing though. Like obviously the, foot, the cameras came out. Have they the not footage trying to use them? I mean. Everyone's looking for a competitive. How many? Coach. I mean, they cover their mouth when they talk. I, I think maybe back in the day there was lip reading issues, but I think they must have obtained footage of this, and maybe the entire time he had the camera pointed at the sideline, and that's like okay. And now we're thinking hindsight's twenty twenty again. Like, don't just point the camera there. Like, but I think for key moments, you're pointing the camera there. And again, just like we talked about the Astros in baseball, it's what level of effort do you go to? Obviously, the second baseman or the a, a runner on second is watching the the see and and then if he that holds up a finger, yeah, that, that's okay. At, apparently, high school level, it's right. once you put a camera or you use a camera in the center field in center field to catch it, and then you're banging on trash cans, um, and then allegedly even after that having buzzers and all kinds of stuff. I mean, is it illegal to, or in the sanctions against them saying, hey, this is what's running. Hey, quarterback sneak, quarterback sneak. Like, what is the, I mean, we I, when I played football, you would t- pick up on those things and you would know and you're communicating, hey, they're running the ball here. They're going right there. That's where they're running the ball. Like, there was, 
Again, it, happens it seems the, it happens in the NFL, and these guys have to audible I, out of them. Again, it seems that it's an issue with recording it. <laughs> it's like, because you have proof of it, because I, somebody's complained about it, and they go and look into it. Now you have a booster that's funded it, um, specifically funded that. Like, forget buying kids' cars and all kinds of stuff that they did so, before, but. But the thing is, is you still have to be talented and you still have to execute. Yeah. Like Tony Romo, Tony Romo calls, Tony Romo calls 90% of the plays that this is what's coming. True. So you can't tell me Tony Romo is the only guy in the NFL that knows, hold on, hold on, listen, that knows this play is coming. I guarantee you these linebackers, these defensive, they know what play is coming. You know, team's tendencies, you know, when a team's going to throw on a third down, this is what this, that's scouting. I did it at the high school level. We would do that, and we would know these are the five plays they may run in this down and distance at this time. We're calling the defense to this. You still have to execute. It. Romo can commit to saying that because if it doesn't, and I we've seen it where he's not 100% of the time, right? Like, oh, oh, that was surprising. Like, playoff game when he said they are 100%. There's no way when uh, Patrick Mahomes was out for, you know, it was a back. I don't know who was the back of Case Keenum maybe. And he runs it on fourth day. He's like, there's no way they snap this ball. And then they go, or no way. And then he's like, oh, I'm surprised they, you know. He can say that. Now, you on the defense can say, hey, he said this. Watch for, you know, a run to the left, you know, whatever. I don't know all the terminology. Watch for this. But they're not going to say, okay, he's running this. Everybody commit to it. You can't 100%. You can say, hey, watch for this. This is what's going to happen. Now, if you're stealing the signs, and the offense doesn't hear you, hey, call this, call, you know, this is what's happening. Then the quarterback hears you, be like, okay, we might want to audible this. I think they know the play. But if you know 100% that this is a run to the left or whatever, a draw, you call that play in and everybody knows they're not calling it. They're not talking to each other. Hey, it's this. It's They huddle up. They say, hey, guys, we saw the sign. I, I don't know how in depth it goes. And you know they're going to run a draw to the right. It does go a lot easier to stop it. Like, if you know for sure. We were calling high school games, though. We would call it. We would know in this third down, this team will run this play with third and three, and they will get it every single time. You can't tell me that the coaches that are scouting them every single week that are looking at this and saying, on third and three, they always run this play to this hole to this time, and they still can't scheme against it. Do they commit 100% to it, though? But but even then, you're sign stealing. You can't commit 100% because you don't know that you're 100% right on the signs. I mean, it's like the Eagles. If you have a guy recording the signs from the But side you don't know that they didn't change the signs that week. That's the thing is you don't 100%. You never – there's nobody that knows 100%. And you have a pretty good idea. It's like, not the players, though. When you get the signs, the players can't just sit over there and stare at the signs. Obviously, if you're staring at the signs, something's up. No, it's like the you know signs, something. The, signs, the coaches yeah. still have to call the play. Well, the they're, play, calling, they're, yeah. they're designing their play calls – Based on what it is, that's where the issue is. Is I'm saying you're going to run a trap here. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? I'm stacking the box for that, and we're holding our ground. We're gonna every man has a gap, and we're gonna hold that gap. And you can't run that play up the middle. Like that's the defense you're scheming. Like you still had something. You still have to execute. Even the best defensive matchup and the best offensive matchup, perfect play calls on both sides. Somebody's going to win and lose. So and it's that, not always one side. So does that where the, the helmet radios come into play where you – They could see how, how – they, they call the play. Yes. They call the play. Then they see what they – you know, because you, the offense isn't waiting for the defense 
to come onto the field, then call the not a hundred percent. Like they they, they might line up and call a timeout, see what they do. But so 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 Sark is is telling Ewers this is the play, like giving them the same. and then he sees, oh crap, they changed it. We're gonna change the play. But if he and I know you can't radio it cuts off at a certain time you can't radio play clock time, yeah you yeah, can't talk you get to out him. and get to the line quick enough then yeah you take advantage of having him in his ear yeah pre-snap and, and we saw it even him. even with high school they hurry up to the line they see what they got have and going then they, then look, they look the at line. they yeah. look to the sideline um so i'm in favor i so that's that's where the sign stealing where this would be good is because you're looking at the sideline getting these sign steals and stuff like okay let's cut that out let's just head to the field and my quarterback's here and i'm just talking to him and we maybe even speed up the pace of the game. So I'm all for it, it because it kind of levels the playing field in that instance. Because not for lesser teams or poorer teams, teams that don't have the you know resources to have these, but for like I don't know. Since we're talking about Michigan, let's throw Appalachian State out there because they've upset them before. Whereas if you have a lesser team, like you know, say hey they out they out coach the other team. That's all fine. But if the other teams better at getting their signs out quicker their plays out quicker and that's why they upset them it's like uh but is that you know is that how you want to win the, is that how you want to watch them because you want to see it play on the field um i'm all for this like why not do it they do it in the nfl we nobody complains about it um i'm fine with them doing it in college i agree I mean, it, that, it has to be you want to one out, set rule across you want to cut out sign stealing Go back to what it used to be when we were kids is you would send a, new, a player would rotate or a new receiver would come in with the play, give it to the quarterback, one, the other receiver would go out, and you just have guys on rotation constantly. I mean, there's always in. guys going in and out outside of, you know, no huddles. Now, that was when it was a lot easier when it was I right, blast right, 22 trap. Like, yeah, you had 10 plays. That was easier when it, than it, when it's like, I don't even, I couldn't even attempt to, to call the Chiefs a, use, um I mean, it's like, like TV show names. X, Z, Y. Yeah, you see you Zephyr, see all the different pictures, Kim Kardashian or whatever on the board. That mean nothing. That's what they need. They need a lot more fake, like in baseball when you're doing 50 different things and only this means steal when you're just doing all this other stuff to hide high signals. Um, before before we run out of time, we'll, we'll get back to that, obviously, if more news comes about Michigan. Let's jump uh, Landon over to the thread. And hopefully our cameras are set up. I don't think I've, I don't think I made sure we're all in frame there. But we're gonna uh, look at some new uniforms from the Arizona Diamondbacks. If y'all have those, which is up. it's kind of weird because I didn't realize that I thought they just got new uniforms. Like they've been using this colors and and I don't think that whatever you call it, the teal, the bluish green. I don't know that that's been an official color because i know guys will wear the sleeves but i've also seen them wear purple in the world series uh but i like these are very very clean uniforms they're just yeah i mean yeah i wouldn't normally before seeing them pick that blue with that red or that teal with that red but it looks very good i really like the red but you you have you have your normal home and away uh you just have the a then you have your away where it says your city or state name uh, your home, the red ones have, say, Diamondbacks. That's what you have at home. You see even the different hats. They have four different hats here. Yeah. Um, and they're all kind of mixed together with the red. It's kind of the same colorway, just with the different logos between the A and the D. Yeah, and then the red uniforms, they obviously have both. I'm sure they'll, they don't show it with the black, but I'm sure they can wear the red hats with the black. Uh, the same with the white uniforms and gray uniforms. 
uh, I think we're going to see, I mean, again, it's, it's, it's not going over the top. The craziest thing about this is the color scheme, which seems to work. And maybe it's still very similar to what they played with last year. I think it looks like they're using the, because I had this complaint in the world series. They have these jerseys that have like the, they have this green color on them, this teal color and this mint, like what we see, but then they had like one of their uniforms. It was just white, black, and red. Yeah, and there was none of the teal. I'm like, this looks so weird. So like, it's very general. Yeah, this these, these all are the same, uniform. and I'm sure they'll have their city connect and all yeah. that too. But these these seem to blend better to me across the whole spectrum. Of and then the look at they have the normal gray. I know last year they had like that dark charcoal yeah. gray color, which I liked. It was different. Um, but this is just your nor- these are normal your normal uniforms. You have the pinstripes, like Nike standard uh base if you create if you're not going to go over the top with your uniforms and you're just going to create basic uniforms this is what they are and i think they do a great job with it where uh to me i think like the 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 teams that win should you should keep your normal like i'm not a big fan of like when utah the utah jazz completely changed color schemes i know arizona originally had purple and they still throw purple in there with different accessories and yeah. stuff uh but i i like it like a nice base where when you watch a game you're like i've never seen that uniform like every other game yeah uh it's a different uniform um and again i if you would have thrown these colors at me without seeing the uniform i would be like yeah you need even last year i'm like i think you might need to pick do you want purple or teal as your Say, and I don't think purple was on any of their uniforms, but they had the sleeves and the, which made it kind of look weird. You're throwing purple in. I know they had teal with some of these. Uh, I particularly like this black one. It almost, that makes that teal look almost neon colored. Uh, and then the red where it just says diamondbacks and they have the, like, you don't even have the A anywhere on there. Uh, I think it's a good look. Uh, and interesting and interestingly enough, I think announcing this a couple of weeks after losing the world series kind of changes like normally yeah. you'd see this the, the dead time where you're not hearing anything about baseball you're throwing this would be like a january type thing you know the winter meetings are over free agency's over you're looking for some february's when yeah, everyone reports yeah, yeah maybe this gets gets their fans excited um for that i don't think you announce i love this these week. uniforms i don't think you announce that this week if you win honestly if you were to win, the no, World Series, as we I don't see, think that's... as we see here in DFW with the Rangers, it's just constant. Like everyone's just posting again, that last pitch just randomly. They'll just post it. Like, I can't get enough of this. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, it, it's a lot of fun. Whereas I get it. You know, we saw in 2010, 2011, it's just like, trust me, Arizona. We know. Yeah. We know the feeling. I, I love these uniforms. Uh, I can't wait. I, I, I know the Rangers do play the Diamondbacks. That's a new schedule. Everybody plays everybody every year. Uh, so I'm interested to see. I don't know if it's – I guess it would be here because they played in Arizona last year. Or maybe they played both. They played two different two-game series. Uh, but be very interested to see which uh, – which, and now I know we're out of time, but Bally's, uh, Bally's is not not no longer going to be part of the Rangers. So. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe games. you'll get more Ranger games on regular so. TV. Maybe watch normal games on YouTube TV again. Yeah, because I had Bally's and I never got the Rangers games. I don't know. I was paying the twenty bucks a month. I got Mavericks, Stars, Dallas Wings. I didn't know because they say it's part of it, but I didn't get any Rangers games. I don't know if I, if that was in a deal where you had to have the Direct TV or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think it's ridiculous that you locally. I don't know we are out of time, but 
locally, you can't just get your teams. Like, you should. If you're we would local, always have, market, was it like, Channel 21, Channel 27, yeah, always have Mavericks or Rangers if they were like, on the national We should be able to locally get all Mavericks, all Cowboys, all Rangers, all Stars. Like, there's no reason locally you shouldn't be able to watch your team every night. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Maybe that's a future episode because I know you're on the sports biz with Tony Nix. You talked about uh, Bali and all the different things that go into that. But guys, thank you for tuning into this episode. The lead off heard here Saturdays on the Peak One Sports Network. Um, again, we'll be off next week. Obviously, Thanksgiving weekend, but we'll be back in a couple of weeks to get you ready for your sports weekend. Uh, thanks. I'm Ashton. Until next time. I'm Tony. Have a great Thanksgiving.